Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This the Scummy Mummies podcast. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. I'm Eddie Gibson. And I'm Helen Thorne. And we're on location today, aren't we, Helen? That's right. We are at Mumsnet Blogfest. Mumsnet Blogfest. I think of all the Blogfests, uh, the Mumsnet Blogfest is is in my top five. Yeah, it's the bloggiest fest I've ever been at, Ellie. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. No, there's lots going on today. There's lots of bloggers from all over the country have come down to, you know, learn about the internet and that social media, YouTube. If I hear that word one more time today, I might kill myself. That's right. There's blogging. There's vlogging. I don't think there'll be any dogging, but who knows after the drinks? (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? We're in the King's Cross area. Absolutely. It's a bit loose. It is a Mumsnet event. I wonder if anyone bought their penis speaker. Um, (laughs) That's right. So we're lucky enough to have some of the Mumsnet Blogfest speakers uh, on our podcast there, which we're very excited about. We've got coming up, we've got the wonderful David Badil. And I'm especially excited about this one, Helen. We've got Sandy Toxvig. The Toxvig is on the pod. Oh, I'm so excited. I think I've got Toxvig shock syndrome. Oh. I'm just, I'm going to keel over with all the joy. Breathe out the pain, Ellie. It's yes. very exciting. So it's a it's a podcast chock full of funny. We're going to talk about feminism. Yeah. Politics. Yeah. Fatherhood. Farting. Absolutely all everything. Yes. <laughs> So strap yourself in, listener. It's going to be a hilarious and uh, interesting ride. So let's kick off with our first guest. And we've got David Badil. Hi, hi. Hello, Scummy Mummy One. Yes, that's me. Hello. Yeah. I'm number one, Ellie. Yeah. Remember that. All right. Yeah. So you you don't really need much of an introduction, but let's 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 blow some smoke up your ass. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> really? Yeah. Go on. Yeah. Uh, you're a comedian, a novelist, a television presenter. You're a father of two. Mm. He's married to Mummy Pig. I am. Yeah. It's true. This is amazing. And uh, and you were the first rock and roll comedian. Yeah. And and I'm Australian, so I didn't know this. You used to be on a TV show in which you sat on a couch with your friend, unscripted, yeah. and you got paid money for that. Yeah, I know, yeah, it's incredible. Uh, yeah. How did you yeah. do that, man? We're trying to get to the pay- getting paid <laughs> yeah. money for that. Yeah, well, I don't get paid for doing that anymore, which is a right. shame. Uh. They saw through it after five series. Oh. Uh, a, a television executive, because we actually sold that idea abroad as well. Other people yeah. did it. It was called Badila Skinner Unplanned, and literally it was me and Frank Skinner on a sofa with no script and, and an audience mm. and we just talked about whatever came up mm. uh, and we and so a TV executive once described it as the bottled water of television 
uh, implying that it was a sort of, you know, scam. But it wasn't really. It was a good show. But mm. it, I tell you what we got paid for. I think we got just paid for saying, yeah, we'll do it. You know, yeah. just like, you know, having the strange, weird mental courage to do a show like that. The first yeah. two series were live as well. Mm. And some of them were pretty bad. <laughs> some of them were brilliant. Some of them were really bad. And we kind of thought that didn't matter, but some people did. So then we started editing it after that. Because I don't know about you, but when we've done you know a couple of years of live comedy, sometimes the audience members are a bit mental mm. and 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 feel like they are the comedians yeah. too. Oh yeah, that and happens. That can, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's that. I mean, that can be yeah. a good thing, but also can be. But, a liability. You know, there's a boundary that you need yeah. to establish at yeah. some point. <laughs> that's yeah. it. One of my favourite uh, facts about you is you were voted the world's sixth sexiest Jew, mm. which is not an easy thing to say. No, no. But did you know that uh, I was very flattered by that? It was on somethingjewish.com in 2006. Uh, but I uh, was so flattered, and then I discovered the number five slot had gone to Sir Alan Sugar. Uh, well, and I, I took it out a little bit, I just undercut it a tiny bit. Mm. Who, who were the other one? I put Paul Simon in there. Was he in there? I, you know what? I only knew sh- at Sugar. After that, I didn't really want to think about That's it. Yeah. And also, you? it was a UK poll, and basically, British people don't know that many Jews. So I think number seven might have been Hitler, just by <laughs> just by association. Yeah, just by know? Google. Just by Google. Exactly. It just comes up next. Yeah. Actually, I do know who was first in 2006. Do you want to have a guess? Uh, Sexy Jew, round about then. Okay, I think I've used... uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Not a bad guess. And Thank you. Should, if he wasn't there, he should have been. No, it was David Schwimmer. Oh, but yeah, he's pretty sexy. He's quite yeah. sexy, but now you see not so much the public eye, so I don't think he'd win it anymore. No, yeah. I now I think it's just sugar. <laughs> it's just Alan Sugar. <laughs> he's all hundred top sexy. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah. That's it. Sugar, sugar, yeah. sugar. Um, well, there we are. So you're at Mumsnet today mm. to deliver a think bomb, Apparently, David. What yeah. is a think bomb? I don't really know. I think it's like a bath bomb. Only <laughs> explodes in your head rather than bath. <laughs> it's I don't, like a stink bomb. It's like, yeah, I said. I don't. Well, all I know about it is very short. That's the key thing, because I'm going to Chelsea Norwich uh, in the afternoon, which uh, takes a little while to get to, so the other side of London. So when they said it's only seven minutes long, I said, yeah, yeah all right then. <laughs> I'm good at that. I'm good yeah, at seven minutes. I can have a seven-minute-long thought. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How hard can it be? Yeah. Although, I then, I got the here. then I got here, and they said, right, obviously we have the thing, and then we have a chat about it. I said, no, no one told me about the chat. It was like, in seven minutes, out again. It's like uh, there's a think bomb, and then there's the fallout. Yeah, That's exactly. 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 Like, I don't want the fallout. Yeah. It's radioactive. You don't I don't want when the wind blows. And also, I'm... Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I haven't really written a special thing for this. I'm just doing the top of my show that I'm doing at the moment, which is the show that I'm doing about you know the way that people get offended by everything, and then I start telling stories about my mum and dad, which are extremely offensive uh, to their memory in many ways. But I'm the one who should be offended, not the audience. And so that, so I, the point being that a I think quite a lot of people might get offended here because it's mum's net and they're quite hair trigger with the offence thing uh, and B as I say I haven't really written it for mum's net mm. I haven't sat down and thought what can I write for mum's net I've just taken a bit of my show should you tell us a bit more about this show why not yeah. take this opportunity yeah, well the show is called My Family Not The Sick I did a, a stand up show uh, in 2013 and I'm trying to brand my stand up which is called Fame Not The Musical and that went very well and it was about it's basically a series of stories about the crappiest and worst and sort of naffiest things that have happened to me as a result of being slightly more visible than other people for the last 25 years in the UK and a lot of that I mean really that's like it's one humiliation after another and so then I thought what else what other treasure trove of stories do I have what area that I can build another show around really it was just my family Mm -hmm. and my mental parents who really are 
out there, both of them. Uh, my mum sadly died in December, and, I, and she uh, collected golfing memorabilia. My mum, but she only collected golfing memorabilia because she had a long-term affair with a golfing memorabilia person. Right? Wow! And, and I thought now is the you time. You could have an affair yeah. with a golfing memorabilia. I'm sure it is. Well, yeah. she probably had affairs with golfing memorabilia. So yeah. along the line, but uh, so I, there's that, and there's my dad, who's has now got dementia, but was all his life, and the dementia it kind of made it worse. Brilliantly, the most Toretti kind of obscene man you could possibly imagine, and so uh, the show is sort of celebrating them mm. by celebrating really the most negative parts of their <laughs> life history and personality, and it kind of works as far as mm. can go. People come out and say, oh, "I'd love to have met your mum and dad," and they sound brilliant. In fact, Sarah Pascoe, the very fine comedian, came and saw the show, and she said, "God, your dad—he's like legend, right?" Mm. So that's what I'm trying to do. Actually, I'm trying to. The show has a kind of serious underbelly, which is when people die or are lost to dementia or whatever, people tend to just go on oh, well, how marvellous they were, how wonderful they were. And in my opinion, that says nothing mm. about people. You may as well not bother to say anything about someone who's died if all you can say is that they're wonderful. You're better off saying, no, they were mad mm. and crazy and they did this fucking shit. And yeah. that brings them to life. That's yeah. what brings them to life. People so, like that. Well, see, we've taken a precautionary step of recording a podcast with our mums and with our dads, and right. our dads are especially batshit. Like, right, yeah. right. Uh, Helen's is a vicar, mine is a stand-up comedian. Wow. So you can imagine together. Wow. That sounds great. They're, yeah. they're, they're brilliant. Um, yeah, my dad started telling some story about how his granddad had a dog that could put itself in South Shields, that put itself on the bus and took itself for a run to the beach, and then it would put itself back on the bus to come Really? Home. Mm. And you're like, either that's a true story... Or he was on drugs. Or you're... Or you're, you're mental but yeah. by the way you're mental yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's a good story it's not like great and people want to listen to that that's, right. that's the, right the whole world is full of bland and safe and nice yeah. Um, yeah. and you don't remember that exactly it's about memory at the end mm. of the day it's how best to remember someone and it's mm. better to remember them in a 360 degree way taking in all their flaws and all their madnesses than it is to say oh they were such a wonderful such a lovely person no. so it's such a nothing thing to say no. how, how would you like to be remembered then well I like that really <laughs> I would I would I mean I, I could one thing I have inherited from my parents in some way or there must be some relationship to it is I've got this kind of terrible truth gene so I kind of can't help myself but Say the thing. You never seen that Ricky Gervais film, The Invention of Lying. Uh, I haven't, but I work with an Australian, so I think I know where you're coming from. Right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and I, I really find it difficult to lie in any way at all, like tiny little details. And uh, so I think I would want the truth about me, however dark and awful mm. people fe- feel that truth is to come out yeah. after after I'm dead. Also, I am dead. So therefore, it doesn't really matter. No, it just bounces off you, really. Yeah, really. It's, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be fine with it. <laughs> I, think, I think it'll be all right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, do you think people get offended too easily these days? Yes. Well, that's partly what the show is about. Yeah. It's not, it's, see, I, it's not just that they get offended too easily. I think people use offence now as a way of raising the kind of flag of self that everyone feels they need to raise on social media. Mm. So the way of saying, here I am, here's my identity, is by saying, and my identity is... I'm left-wing, or I'm right-wing, or I'm a feminist, or I'm whatever I am, I'm going to raise it in such a way by getting, by turning the volume up on it through being offended. So you'll see, if you can watch the bit, I did a joke about Oscar Pistorius right, on Twitter, which is clearly a joke at his expense, clearly a joke about how he's a fucking murderer and shouldn't have got off and killed that woman, and it's terrible. This is a joke. And a woman said, oh, I see, it's funny because a woman died. And I thought, no, it's not funny because a woman died. And you don't care about the joke, do you? You're not even looking at it. What you care about here is an opportunity mm. to say, I am a feminist and I am offended. And that's my point, is I think people now don't just get offended. They want to use offence, yeah. if they don't realise they're doing it, to say, here's a way I can 
promote who I am to the world, mm. which we all everyone's trying to do. Like, like you know. No, we didn't have everyone trying to do that. Yeah, in yeah. the old days, now we do have everyone trying to do oh, that. Oh, and Facebook is awash with all these people thinking they're changing the world by yeah. their status. And if they capitalise it, we'll all listen a little bit, you know, closer. Yes, exactly, exactly. And, and, and that's, what's, that's what's really, what fucks me off, really. Yeah. yeah. That's what fucks me off. <laughs> <laughs> you spin-off podcast, yeah. Helen Thorne. Yeah. 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 You and you and you yeah. in the bin. Let's do fatherhood chat, David Baddiel. Okay. Um, so you're a dad of nearly teenagers. Were they uh, teenagers? Well, my daughter is a teenager. My daughter yeah. is 14 and a half. Mm-hmm. My son is 11, so he's not a teenager, I guess. What's that like, having teenagers in the house? It's actually really great. Um, at the moment, it's great. I mean, yeah. There's a slight sense of hovering over some kind of precipice <laughs> at any minute now. Yeah. She, who is lovely, is going to t- turn up with 100 facial tattoos uh, and uh, a bloke from, uh, you know... Motorhead uh, that she's going out with, uh, and it's going to be awful. Mm. But the moment it isn't, the moment she's—I mean, you know, she's a bit teenage at times in that she's a bit sulky and a bit yeah. reactive to yeah. stuff. Uh, but actually, it doesn't really bother me. It doesn't you know, she, when she suddenly gets really cross about what appears to be nothing. <laughs> I just let her shout a bit and then she stops. You yeah, know. you're just going to um, get the shout out, yeah, don't you? Yeah. yeah. And actually, that is very different from my, when I was brought up, which was my parents tended to shout at me like very quickly. Yeah. Right? If, like, if, I, if I showed any kind of like annoyance, they would just be like, I had to stop shouting because they would be shouting louder. <laughs> Whereas I don't say anything when Dolly, my daughter, goes a bit mental. Mm. Um, so she's, no, she's really lovely. Ezra's also very nice in a slightly more crazy boy way mm. of the two of them she's always been the more patient I don't know how many children have you I've got, I've got a girl and a boy seven and four which one seven and four which one's and the which? girl's the older one yeah, see, I think that's the best way around personally I, I'm with you David because that's what I've got yes well, me too me <laughs> I've too. got two boys what are you going to say about that David? Yeah, well, I'm sure that's that way round is always good too but with a girl and a boy I think it's better to have the girl first because mm. well I don't know it might be completely different if, if you knew what I was talking about if I had the experience the other way around but she's quite patient and she has to be because he's a bit of an 11 year old boy nutcase and constantly kind of deliberately provoking her and sort of like essentially metaphorically going poke 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 to his sister all the time and she's alright with it and I sort of think if she was a bloke she wouldn't be. But There'll I could be, be fisticuffs. Yes. There'd be, be bloodshed. Yes. Mm. Oh, I look it. forward to that. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, I'm very, very keen on having had children. It was like a big deal for me because I think I, uh, you know, one of the things about the fame show that I did is that for me, fame hardly changed who I was at all. I mean, I don't think it did change who I was at all. It just put me in this weird situation. And that's because I'm incredibly wearisomely myself. I'm like a bloke who I don't think I've changed at all since I was about 10, really. The only thing that has changed me is having children in a kind of like proper, psychic, deep level. It made me less self-obsessed because mm. right? I was always quite self-obsessed and then suddenly for the first time in my life really I had to know oh, I actually do have to think about what the world looks like to someone else I have to think about what they're thinking about and I, you know what I am actually doing it I'm not pretending to do it mm. I am actually worried about you know how the world is being to them and I don't know if I've ever really done that with anyone else mm. empathy is what I'm talking about I don't know if I've ever yeah. really felt empathy for another person <laughs> until I've had children I mean not proper I mean obviously I wasn't a sociopath I wasn't sort of like thinking I can kill this person I don't care what they think I know that you're uh, pointing at me yeah or this person say that. no 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 <laughs> no, no. no we're, but, we're better friends but now. when I oh. but when I had children it felt like a shift a gear up with the empathy thing in a way yeah. I hadn't experienced before yeah. yeah, knives look sharper, you know, yeah, exactly. all those sort of things. You knives just go, do look oh, sharper. The yeah. oven looks hotter. Yeah. Everything could kill yeah. that. And also that stuff baby. that you would never, ever, ever, ever put up with 
from mm. other people you suddenly are putting up with. Yeah. Mm. And you don't really mind it at some level. I mean, you, if they're being really painful, you'd sort of mind it, but mm. you don't really. You think like, you know what, when people say to me about, you haven't got kids, they say, oh, well, this thing will happen, won't it, and I won't be able to do this. Or and what you can't really explain to them is, good and bad mm. don't really exist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really like that. It's not like you think, well, this is the bad that I'm having children, this is the good bit. Mm. It's not, it's a... It's a holistic thing. Yeah. It's a mess is what it is. It's a holistic it's mess. It's an indivisible mess. It's an indivisible mess. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah, but positive. Yeah, overall. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, uh, David, you're a successful comedian. We're also comedians. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's going to happen this for you. This is yeah. what we call potentially yeah. award-winning comedy. Yes. yes. You're, you're she likes to say potentially yeah. for legal yeah. reasons. Yeah. Um, uh, so you've got connections in TV. Can we I help? Wanna, we want to pitch an idea. It's a vehicle. <laughs> it's a vehicle for you, David. Uh, okay, it sounds yeah. great. Yeah. Um, there's 24 boxes. Ah, oh, okay. I like the idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need to see where this I is see, going. Yeah, it's a great idea. It is. is it Badil or no deal? No, it's Badil or no Badil. Oh, yeah. 24 boxes with a Badil in them. Yes, yeah, exactly. I haven't got that boxes. many members of my family. No, 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 but no. All, it's all different like comedians. So like, one ah. would be like Frankie Boyle, oh, one I would see. be like Mira Sayal, and then one <laughs> would be like you. Oh, I see. And you, you have to so pop they're quite out. big boxes. Yeah. Well, you know, you'd squat. Um, <laughs> and then if they pick you, you have to spring out and go, Badil! Yeah. You know what? My problem with it is I thought I'd be hosting this but basically it's still for Noel isn't it <laughs> that's what you're saying because Noel's get, still hosting uh, it and the comedians are in the boxes yeah. we're, we're talking to a lot of people about the host role Gary right. Wilmot's people are very interested <laughs> uh, I think, you know. I think you know, Noel might own it as well, well see yeah. I was more interested in Badil or no Badil where basically it's me hosting and then there are members of my extended family <laughs> in the boxes and you know, some there aren't Badils in and some there are well as I say it's in development you'll yeah. start you can make this work to get you involved we can definitely Make this happen. Deal, that's yeah. what we we'll do. Yeah. Third, yeah. third, yeah. third. Have you got anything that's not a pun on my name? No, no, not, no, not okay. right now. Right. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. All right. Should we talk about your book? Yeah. Uh, Mr. David Badil. Yeah. It's called The Person Controller. That's my second children's book. I started yes. writing children's books. I did write grown-up books, and I stopped writing grown-up books for two reasons. One is. Uh, I got to the last one I did, which was, I thought, really good. Uh, but I started to realise that being a comedian, it's really hard uh, to sort of quite be taken seriously as a literary novelist. Uh, so I thought, oh, fuck this. It's you really... cross the bridge, you know. Yeah, like, no, it's, it, but it's really hard. Mm. Uh, but sort of not as a children's novelist, but more importantly, my son um, gave me an idea, Ezra, mm. said to me about Harry Potter. He said, Dad, why doesn't Harry run away from the Dursleys and go and find some better parents? And I thought, what a brilliant thing that a kid just thinks. If you don't really like giving your parents, you don't contact social services. You just piss off down the road and ask someone else to be your parents <laughs> who look a bit nicer. Uh, so it, that led to my first one, which is called The Parent Agency, which is about a world in which children choose their own parents. Sounds uh, wonderful. From a central agency run by other children. Uh, and that did all right. Uh, did really well because uh, kids like the idea of swapping their parents yeah. I'm afraid we all have to live with that uh, and then the second one is about called the person controller it's about twins a boy and a girl who are gamers and suddenly get a video game controller with which they can control people oh. right now I just think this is an opportunity for you to be honest about this the girl's called Ellie right yeah. Ellie yeah, is I based the it U- on Ellie yeah she's yeah, the I UK's never world She's the UK's leading games journalist. Are you? Well, I like to call myself Britain's third most relevant female games journalist. Right, well, that's... She's award-winning. The specificity she's a, I like. She's a BAFTA yeah. judge in gaming. I like to be so, honest. Uh, okay. This is your inspiration that you oh, didn't wow. know of. No, I didn't know that, but I did deliberately make the girl 
uh, the one who's better at video games of the two of them. They're both gamers, but she's better, and she tends to be the one when they get the magic controller who's on the controls, mm-hmm. uh, and the boy is the one she's often controlling because she makes him. Because it's a very specific thing whereby if she's thinking about Super Mario, she can give her brother Mario's power. So if she's thinking FIFA, oh. she can make him brilliant at football and stuff. Um, so, but I also thought. I was upending sexist conventions. Look at you. Look yeah, at I'm embodying <laughs> you are, yeah. the sexist conventions. Yeah. If I'd deal. known that Ellie, this Ellie, yes. was doing that actual life upending stuff, yes. right. I'd have dedicated the whole yes. fucking book to her. I could play Sonic the Hedgehog with my vagina. <laughs> uh, As, yeah. Take that. Yeah, I wouldn't feminism. have put that bit in my children's book. <laughs> <I'll be honest. laughs> it's great for parties, though. Um, no, but you, I'd like you to read, um, I'd like you specifically, I mean, both of you, but I'd like you no, definitely to read the person controller. Actually, what you might do because my son does this uh, it really pisses me off is because he's a bit of a gamer he will read the book and say yeah dad that that, that move you've done there that you've made Ellie do that wouldn't actually A-A-B-B-C-C that would not make Fred jump up and down in that way when she's thinking about FIFA that would he'd be sent off consulting next time I'm very very reasonably priced what for the vagina thing we'll take any cash at this stage if you're on the ping pong balls as well extra so now before we go we have this thing on the podcast called Scummy Mummy Confessions where we tell a story of parenting failure right. so it could be a time your child did a sick in Sainsbury's and you just ran away or a time your child accepted and ate a pork scratching from a tramp uh, a couple of random examples do you have a scabby daddy I have a thousand of them uh, a thousand of them uh, well the only time I, I, I mentioned earlier that, uh, to you that I hardly ever lie the only time I have lied in recent years is I was typing something to Google recently and uh, my Ezra when he was about eight said to me I don't know why he said this I should worry about it but he said dad what would happen if we type the word sexy ladies into there and I said I don't know <laughs> so that's I thought you said you always told the truth well, exactly that's what I'm telling you I lied to my son I never <laughs> lied cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com jewelry isn't a gift you give just once it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it blue nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Why? Because I thought it was better, morally better, than saying, well, let's have a look, shall we? <laughs> I tell you something. I wanted to. Uh, my son said this thing the other day, and I, I, I did end up correcting him. But I thought it was so funny. I might just let him think that's the case, which again is bad parenting. Is he said to me, Dad? Because I've clearly been learning about these things at school. He said, Dad, why did Spain name their cold tomato soup after the Gestapo? <laughs> and I thought that's brilliant. <laughs> I should just let him think that's the case. <laughs> 
we oh. might have that. Write yeah. that down. I think that's yeah. a nice way to end this interview with Gestapo. Yeah, yes. same with the Gestapo as so many <laughs> yeah. of my relatives have. Yeah. Yeah. So many of our punchlines do. <laughs> yeah. That's right. We need more Nazi-themed jokes, yeah. really, honestly. Yes. Thanks, ladies. Great. Thank you very much for coming to the podcast, David Badil. Hooray! And now on the podcast, we've got Sandy Toxvig. Hooray! Hooray! <laughs> It's doing quiet applause. That's, that's, that's <laughs> My mother does very, very small applause. She goes like this when she claps, which is tiny, tiny applause. Oh. What is she contributing with that noise? Hard to say. <laughs> Wild um, amusement. We're very honoured to have you with us. Listen, Sandy. what a palatial studio, can I just say. Yeah. I, I like the leopard skin print walls. I like uh, the leather bonquettes that we're sitting mm. on. I like everything about how you've done it up. Yes, Thank that's you. right. I do have another cigarette if you'd like. Just help yourself. Uh, yeah. Anytime. I was going to go for the cigar. But okay. <laughs> Take your pick. Yeah. Um, you, you need very little introduction. If you've been alive and had a pulse, you will have heard Sandy's voice on Radio 4, seen her on the telly. She's a busy woman, Ellie. She certainly is. And now you've got a party. You're hosting <laughs> a party. I know, and not just a dinner party. It's good. No, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I thought I'd change the world because you know what it is when you're busy. You think, what can I just fit in one more thing? Yeah. I've made the stock for the soup. I've wormed the dog. Uh, the kids are all educated and grown up. I've written that book and that play. What shall I do now? I know. I'll change the world. Yeah. Uh, but it wants doing. It, yeah. yeah. That's exactly what Martin Luther King said, as I recall, isn't it? You know. <laughs> do you think you wormed the dog? I've like, yeah. wormed the dog and I have a dream. <laughs> do you know what? It's the domestic lives of famous people is what really... There won't be a book in it. Yes. Know? I want to see the, the moment Mother Teresa opened the fridge and went, do you think these tomatoes have gone off? Yeah. Because there was a moment, I think, when she was not <laughs> yeah. just busy being Mother Teresa but was worrying about yeah. the sell-by date of her produce. Absolutely. Yeah. And of course Helen, you're especially excited to me, Helen, because you're a founding member. I am a founding member. I clicked the internet and I, and I gave over my card details and I'm helping you change the world. Well, you of. know, it's a really interesting thing that uh, the House of Commons is kind of a good metaphor, has got uh, asbestos and it's riddled with the stuff and mm. it's kind of infected. Mm. And I think the House of Commons ought to close down and become a museum and we should redo politics in a brand new way where we don't have just two sides fighting and shouting at each other from opposite sides of the chamber. Uh, I'd like to see a round chamber. I'd like to see many more voices. And I would like to see some voices, like the Women's Equality Party, which are neither from the left, nor from the right, nor from the middle, but all of us working together to make some change. Mm. So, it's, you know, I'm an idealist, but why not? Yeah, well, you know, again, Martin Luther King, it's like he's in the room. Um, <laughs> how, do you, how do you do it? How do you make a political party? I mean, Ellie and I start off a party with wine and yeah. end up vomiting in our own gardens. How How, how is that? different as a political there's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of similarities I just say. Uh, well it, it, what happens is you have an idea and then you have no idea that everybody is going to take it and run with it <laughs> what? Uh, so uh, Catherine Mayer who's a wonderful uh, journalist uh, she and I had uh, the idea in March just around International Women's Day and we started to talk to like minded people so eight months later we have tens of thousands of members. Uh, we have more than 70 branches, I'm not sure the exact figure because it grows all the time, uh, across the country, including in Northern Ireland and in Scotland. Uh, and we are about to fundraise to stand our first candidates in elections in May in Scotland, Wales, and in London. Mm-hmm. It has grown beyond all imagination and that is because we have tapped into something something Mm. extraordinary and it isn't just women who've joined Uh, we have a youth branch and we also have men who have said this is better for everybody Uh, I've just met uh, my one of my daughters and my son Uh, I'm not just doing this for my daughters I'm doing it for my son as well equality Mm. is better for everybody Uh, and I'm tired of waiting for change you know we're told if we wait gee the gender pay gap will be gone in 50 years well so will I Um, (laughs) (laughs) if we wait 70 years uh, then we can have equal representation in parliament 
Ireland. Yeah. Well, again, too slow, everybody. I've been waiting all my life, and and I'm done with waiting. And mm. um, stop shouting at the telly. Get yeah. Off, get off my ass. <laughs> And do I mean, something about it. Yeah. We, we ran a blog post about this recently, but Kate Winslet came out and said, you know, oh, you know, the pay gap, I think it's vulgar to talk about money. And, and the piece I wrote was kind of saying, I don't care if it's vulgar, I think we have to talk about it. And I think if we just sit around, as you're saying, and sort of be polite, then there won't be change. But that is be. how women have, have been suppressed in terms mm-hmm. of pay, certainly, because it's we're, we're told it's vulgar and we don't do it. Please know that the boys are doing it. Mm. Please know that the boys are happy to go in and say, I'd like some more money, I think I'm worth more. Mm. And the women think, Oh, actually, it's a little bit on the vulgar side, mm. and consequently, in Hollywood, as as lots of Jennifer Lawrence and other people have uh, said, there are these massive pay gaps for people doing the same job. Mm. You know, it's not like they're doing wildly different jobs, uh, and it has to change. Uh, but it's not necessarily the rich that I'm worried about. I'm not so worried about Hollywood stars. I'm worried about uh, women in the public sector, women in the low paid. Botox uh, is not cheap, jobs. Sandy. Seriously, there's a lot of important things that we need to be. <laughs> Those dogs don't worm themselves. No, exactly. Yeah, I, mean, I don't even have a dog. I don't know why I said that about yeah. worming the dog. I, I mean, bad. you and I, we've made a career out of being vulgar. Yeah, yeah that's all we do yeah. on a daily basis. Saying vulva about every five minutes. Correct. correct. I drive a vulva, actually. Oh. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we've got, we've got some, I know you've got some great policies, you know, in the Women's mm. Equality Party, and that we've got some policies for you, haven't we? Go on, then. Yeah, so we thought we'd sell Buckingham Palace mm. for cash money Perfect. and turn it into a childcare centre for working mothers. Yeah. A giant soft play was my idea. There's plenty of garden for the kids to run about. It's a central London location. Yeah. Just hop off at Green Park, yeah. drop your kids off. It's a bit disappointing. You know, the front is mm. just fake, really. It's just like one room wide. There's is a it? massive courtyard inside. Oh. Plenty of room for outdoor play. Yeah, exactly. And I, I'm a big Republican as well, so I would like keep all the jewels and that and <clears> let the kids try on the crowns and whack each other with the sectors. What do you think? I think it's a fantastic idea. You can have that, Sandy. Thank Topsy. you very much. Yes, I'm, I'm sold. On that one, I'm, I'm gone. I've got it. Yeah, any more? Good. Um, what we were going to say, oh, things that are free on the NHS for mothers, like wine. Yes, free wine on the NHS. Okay. Free tampons. Yeah, obviously. Well, yeah. that's actually quite Shall a good policy. Shall we just start with not taxing tampons as if a period yeah. is a luxury? That's that? it, that's it. Can we just begin with that? That's a little radical for oh, me. Oh, sorry. Let's, oh, okay. let's go back to the free shark. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> so you've right. got one minute to sell me your Super final cool. thing. And um, One minute before you go, Sandy. Now, we do have Scummy Mummy Confessions yes. on the podcast where we get parents to tell us stories of parenting faith. Have you yeah. got one you could share with us in 30 seconds? Yes, I'm supposed to be spending the day with my children. I'm here at Mum's Net instead with both my kids. Talking to these nutty women Talking on their podcast. Talking to podcasts. you. Yes. So that is a failure today. All right. Yeah. All right, well, thank guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye, so sadly, that's all Sandy had time for. She had to run off and do a think bomb at that point. Uh, but we loved being at Mum's Net Blog Fest. We love having Sandy and David on the podcast. And we hope you enjoyed listening. If you did, you can download all our podcasts from scummymummies.com. Uh, you can subscribe on iTunes. If you feel like leaving us an iTunes review, uh, that'd be brilliant. Thank you. Uh, we're on Twitter at Scummy Mummies. You can like us on the Facebook. And we're doing a live comedy show this Saturday, the 5th of December at the Amersham Arms in New Cross. So do come along. Uh, tickets are £6 from scummymummies.com or £8 on the door. Hope to see you there. Until next time, bye-bye. We don't want to ask David Badil questions of Sandy. Yeah, we, let me get that. Would that would be interesting. Ask him my questions. Yeah. yeah. What's it like being a dad? Yeah. <laughs> Are you the sixth sexiest Jew? Uh, <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, he was That's, well. Yeah, he was voted. The yeah. world's sixth sexiest Jew.
Yeah. Wow. That, and so I have so much I would want, want to say about that. But yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Alan Sugar was number five. So I once yeah. met the guy who'd been voted world's fastest Jew, which was <laughs> weird. <laughs> like oh, there's a whole dear. lot of Jew things that I didn't know were happening as competitions. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.